It's Sunday. It's sunny and golf is great. It's time for the Hazel Rocket on ESPN Radio. Your Sunday golf show with PGA Tour winner Joel Edwards and his caddy Brady Tinker. Now on 103.3 FM ESPN. And good Sunday morning to you. Well, An eagle is a friend of this show, right? Yes, it is. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. That was he doesn't Saw doesn't even know what we're talking about, but that's awesome. Yeah. The Eagles yes, anytime you play the Eagles, house, that's all that means. We're older, we're wiser, we're fatter, we're slower. Good morning. It's the Hazel Rocket, and yes. we hope your Sunday morning is off to a good start. Thank mm. you for joining us. Uh, every Sunday morning, we're here from 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Brady Tinker, caddying for the great Joel Edwards, 16 years on the PGA Tour, the golf whisperer in these here parts in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If you need help with your game, it will not be a total breakdown. You will not learn how to swing the same way as everybody else all the time. He will fix your little picayunes and make golf more fun for you. Uh, this morning, yeah. I that, that was something you eat. Mm-mm, it's not. Oh. Just stick with me. Uh, th- bunch of golf tournaments. John Deere Classic, of uh, which Joel played many times yes. going on currently. The U.S. Women's Open going on currently. I didn't play in the Women's Open. No, no. good for you. Um, the, and I'm not that disappointed that they didn't accept you the couple of years that you applied. I the know. Scottish Great. Open is going on. Uh, some Americans over there as well getting used to the conditions as the British Open uh-huh. is uh, getting ready to happen next week. Uh, for those on the PGA Tour. So a lot to talk about. In the second segment at uh, 825, a special guest. Uh, Bill Rogers won uh, the Open in 1981 as Mm -hmm. well as seven worldwide tournaments that year and was the number one ranked player in the world. He will join us. Friend of Joel's, friend of the shows here at the Hazel Rockets. So story time, we'll go to Bill Rogers, Mm -hmm. 81 Open champion and how he did it. And then uh, we will get from crappy to happy in the final segment at 8.44. We will stick in a little bit of story time with Uncle Joel because the John Deere Classic has some stories from Joel for him to tell, including driving tractors all over the golf course. Uh, We have an eagle living at Las Colinas Country Club, so we're going to talk about that. True story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we will fix bunkered, uh, buried lies out of the bunker in from crappy to happy. Do you play them all the same way? I have most of my life, apparently. That makes me an idiot. But let's get right to what's going on right I, now. I, the think, John I think you're Deere an idiot Classic. whether you do that or not. Right. No matter how I play out of the bunker. I think I'm you're with an idiot. You. Uh, John Deere Classic has, interestingly enough, Patrick Rogers, no, yeah. relation, no relation to Bill Rogers, uh, at the top of the leaderboard. Daniel Berger. One of the young, up-and-coming sort of Jordan Spieth group uh, in second place. A very odd swing. Daniel Berger, if you wonder about your swing and you wish your swing was more like Justin Rose's swing yeah. or whatever, as Arnie used to say, swing your swing. Swing your because swing. Because Daniel Berger's swinging his own damn swing. He's an ATM is what he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Stallings, Lindheim, Lovemark, uh, Henry, DeChambeau, SMU and Dallas guy, NCAA champion, having a good week. Um Many other guys on the leaderboard. U.S. Women's Open, Feng Shan Shan from China, and I don't know if I'm saying that right. Actually, it's Shan Shan Feng, but that's okay. Oh, it is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Shan Shan Feng has a one-shot lead. Uh, Christy Kerr, lone yeah. American on the leaderboard, is T8, hit it beautifully the last couple of days, did Christy Kerr, but is struggling with her putter. She's 39 years old, looking for another major, uh, and she is five shots back. The Scottish Open, Padraig Harrington. And this is a story for me for multiple reasons. One, uh, he won 20 years ago at the British Open, nah. where, the, where the Open's going to be this year. Is that Or did he win the last one? I don't know. But I know he, he wasn't 20 years ago. It was probably 10. Okay. Well, anyway, Potty's trying to get his game back together and has this interesting 
move now where he's basically yeah. stepping. It's almost a drill that some people, yeah. you know, if you there are some drills mm-hmm. where guys will tell you to get your weight shifting, right? Mm-hmm. You take a step back with your right foot and then a yeah. big step through with your left foot. And then you can even, Gary, player step through right. and you're finished. Harrington's doing almost all of that yeah, with his driver. He's doing it with everything. Oh, is he? Yeah. So he's hitting fifty-eight yard sandwiches like that. I would. I haven't seen him hit one like that, but I've seen him hit short irons. I've hit him hit drivers. And I mean, he's basically full Happy Gilmore almost. Pretty close. Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, I was working for him until he shot seventy-nine yesterday. Ian yeah. Poulter, uh, who but everybody shot a million yesterday. There was a love hate with Ian Poulter. Yes, the weather there was ice and all kinds of stuff. People, it was cold. All of so. us who are dying of of heat. Shoot seventy-nine. That was a. 74 on a, ni- a nice day. Yeah, Poulter shot 71, so that has him tied for the lead. Americans, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky is tied for fifth, as is Matt Kuchar. Sink yeah. and Duffner both went and did not make the cut. If you're at the Scottish Open and you went to get ready uh-huh. for the British Open and you didn't make the cut, what do you do now? Do you drive around and play some different courses? Do you perch at... at I'm sure they're at uh, Birkdale. Royal Birkdale, mm-hmm. right. Or they're in London on the weekend and... Hanging out or doing something. Since we're scatter shooting, mm-hmm. uh, I was reading about Burkdale. Is that Bur- what I'm doing? Yeah, well, no. that's what I'm doing. Uh, Burkdale has been the open course uh-huh. nine times since 1954. Only St. Andrews has, has had hosted, hosted more more opens. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I read a deal that said, and Burkdale became Royal Burkdale in whatever, 1960-something. Do you know how a course goes from something to royal? And I didn't know that it meant something special. Do you know that? I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, do you know? No, I don't. Okay. I'll throw something out there. Okay. Uh, I'll just have people buy it. Um, I do know it's kind of like an uh, or, ordained or something by the the royal, you know, uh, what's her name? Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of like, why I asked. I, I, I'm pretty sure because I played. So is a, it is it in the same genre of getting sir Sir Nick Faldo? Yeah, but it's kind of like a golf course saying we we acknowledge that you can have the royal name. Okay. That uh, that's pretty close to true. I okay. Think. So if you get royal, then you're you're, you're going to be you're able to charge more for your green fees. Well, there's actually I don't know if you can, royal is ultra private. Oh, it is. Yes. Okay. So there's no green fees. So there's there's it's royal, similar there's, to your story last week where they ask you to get out of the parking lot. Yeah, that was that was Muirfield. Yeah, Muirfield. But um, royal, anything with royal is honored or ex. Um, what do you call it? Um, I don't know. They they're recommended by or recommended or noticed by the royal family. Okay. All right, very good. So anyway, Royal Burkdale got royaled sometime in the fifties. Uh, the seniors are playing as well, Joel. Not to leave you older us older guys out. Uh, the senior players championship going on. It won't shock anyone if you're keeping track at all that Bernhard Langer is in the lead. Brant Job, a friend of Joel, shot yep. a sixty-five yesterday, including a couple of bogeys coming, coming in. in right. It was almost a, a historically wonderful round. He's one shot back, and they are then five clear of Scott McCarron and Corey Pavin, Miguel Angel Jimenez. Uh, Lauren Roberts in the uh, in it's the be senior really cool. players championship. That's a nice leaderboard. Yes, it'd only be nicer if I was on it. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm here looking at you. Yeah, and you're listening to the Hazel Rocket, your Sunday morning golf show from eight to nine a.m. every Sunday morning, right here on ESPN Radio, one hundred three point three on your FM dial. Joel Edwards. 16-year PGA Tour veteran, Brady Tinker, caddying for Joel. All kinds of golf tournaments this morning. Uh, A little John Deere. Go ahead. Oh, what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Uh, The Century thing in uh, Tahoe. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, uh, which uh, our boy Romo generally does pretty well at. I, I haven't seen much of that. Pudge but is there, too. He's kind of in the middle of the pack uh, at this point. Yeah, well. Um, he, he he does pretty well. He's been playing a lot of golf, so I'm surprised he's not further up leaderboard. Maybe just not making any putts. Probably not. Pudge is out there. Yep. You know, future Barkley's Hall of Barkley's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? He's it's, it's, I saw his swing. It's different. I mean, it's the same you know, but it it actually moves now. It doesn't stop and hitch and well, that's good. It you know looks like you know something fighting. You know, I mean, it's just it's it looks actually pretty good now. It's all one motion, so I don't, he he must be doing something. As long as he's having fun, yeah, and and he's always not killing fun. people. Well, yeah, but I think when when we were going through the whole stop at the bottom, thing that's what whatever, happened. He hit somebody. He wasn't having fun. I know, but he hit somebody, and that's what makes oh. made him do that. Well, that makes sense. It really freaked him out, and I don't blame him. I've hit quite a few people, and it freaks you out. As you know, I told Tom yeah. Wargo, I hit Tom Wargo's mom. Mom, that's right. And he was playing right ahead of you. Yeah. And Tom Wargo's arms are bigger than my legs. Yeah, you get a little Popeye thing going with the arms and forearms. And he said, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. The Hazel Rocket for you here this Sunday morning. Got a lot to do uh, in the next segment at, Boy, uh, at 825. Uh, Bill Rogers was the Open champion in 1981. Mm-hmm. He won four of his six PGA events that year. He won a lot of other tournaments worldwide player of the year as too. well. Player of the year, number one ranked player in the world mm-hmm. in 1981. I mean, this guy, it was no surprise when he won the Open. Mm-hmm. This guy was mm-hmm. was one of the it guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he led by five going in the final round. We'll let him tell the rest of that story, but it's coming up in story time at 825 here on the Hazel Rock. And then, as we mentioned, from crappy to happy, I've had a few buried lies here lately with some varying degrees of success getting out and i always played a buried lie one way Mm -hmm. but there are different versions of buried lies there are different types of sand there are different depths of sand etc etc so joel in from crappy to happy at 844 will take us through as best he can buried lies and and already there's there's a phrase that's going to be used Mm -hmm. called gotta quit on it that's what Joel told me in the pre you, you got to quit on some of these buried lies, which I've never heard anybody say about any golf shot in the world. So you'll have to be here for that because your first chance to quit on a golf shot and make it work uh, comes up with buried lies, right? Well, you got to hit it first before you quit. Uh, well, you got to hold. I mean, you can't quit before you hit it. You have to. You have to actually hit the ball and then stop your momentum of your swing or the speed of your swing. I'll stop while I'm ahead, and you know, you just it's kind of interesting but if you quit on it i'll stop yeah well you know, the we'll toe fig- opens we'll up figure it's, it out it's, from it's crappy to happen. i don't want to hear about the toe right now john deere classic is a tpc deer run in illinois you played it a lot oh man when yeah. you first started playing there was it a different different course it was yes. at a pete die course yes it was a Pete die course what was that called uh, oak valley or something okay oh something okay and uh yeah it's actually about two miles up the road from where this one's at and uh wow mm-hmm. a local guy came in and designed that D.A. Wyvern. D.A. Wyvern. Yep. And uh, this golf course they're playing now is really good. We need to get D.A. Wyvern on the show. We will. Okay. And next week, just to tease sort of out of the blue, out of nowhere, John Daly. Uh, maybe. Planning to yeah. be. We're, we're working on it. John. Uh, if you know John Daly, it's always maybe. Uh, but John, uh, best intentions, does like uh, both Joel and I pretty mm-hmm. well. So we'll get John Daly. We're planning on having mm-hmm. him next week uh, and having him really get us ready for uh, the Open mm-hmm. slash British Open. And how about saying that? Does yeah, does everyone what? does everyone in your world mm-hmm. understand that the Open is the British Open? Because I think Americans, you say the Open, Americans, we first think about well, we're Americans, open. the U.S. Open. Is there a distinction there, or or a <laughs> does anyone really care? Sure. Um, 
I'll tell you something. This is the way I describe it. If it's if it's pre June, uh, it's our open. It's the we're going to qualify for the open. Oh, good. So where are you qualifying now? In Rockville, Maryland, where are you qualifying? No, no, no. I'm going to qualify up here, and, and we're going to play the the uh, Memorial, and then we're going to go to qualify the next day. Well, if it's after June, we're going to play in the Open. You're going over? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, you know, it just depends. But All right, but we don't live in your world, so I just wanted oh. to make sure that. I would that, think that most people say the Open. I'm thinking they're thinking the U.S. Open. Me too. That's just what I think. Me too. Now, if you're in Europe, the Open is our open doesn't exist is that right yeah yeah okay you're the open champion you're the nice, champion golfer of the year <laughs> you know well what well we say you're the best golfer in the world here when we won the u.s open i mean you know that's exactly right yeah and it's well it is true but I, any particular week a professional wins on the pga tour or europe or something like that how do americans uh golfers they're the best in the get world treated hmm? at the open very very well Great respect and Absolutely. glad you're here. And Ab- everybody's great. Have some brown stuff and some and some warm beer and enjoy. Yeah, they're okay. absolutely. They they just they know golf. Believe me, mm-hmm. the Europeans and stuff they know golf. It's not that they play more than we do, but they know. They I mean, you're not you can hit a seven iron forty feet on a perfect day. They're not going to clap <laughs> from the middle of the fairway. They know you should have done better. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you hit a a buried lie mm-hmm. after with you standing on one standing on your head and doing it one-handed you know mm-hmm. whatever and you don't get it turn on the, the toe down and, too much yeah and you get whatever. it on the green two feet they're gonna go crazy they know the game mm. i'm not saying we don't no no you, you, you don't i'm just to, saying that qualify that's I'm fine just, i'm just saying that you know it's come we sometimes, americans are not that sensitive no sometimes you know here or other places well not anyway you'll hit a sand wedge 30 feet yeah 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 no that's not a good story. okay because that's the jethro crowd we've got plenty of that here yeah yeah but that's okay i mean i'm glad they're there yeah they help make you make more money absolutely the more mm-hmm. people there are you're listening to the hosel rocket your sunday morning golf show every sunday morning joel and i are here every sunday morning is a beautiful day we hope that you are planning or having a little breakfast or in your car on your way to play golf this morning going to be a beautiful day 92 is the high Real feel will be about 100 because there's still quite a bit of uh, humidity in the air. But every day is a good golf day. And if you can get past the humidity, hydrate properly. Uh, there's not going to be much wind today. So it should be a scoring day if you can keep it together. John Deere Classic, U.S. Women's Open, the Scottish Open, the Senior Players Championship. It is a busy, busy golf weekend. So if you're staying indoors, you got honeydews, you played yesterday, you don't get to play, uh, venture to the television as much as you can because there's golf everywhere, and we are thrilled that you're listening to us. When we come back at 825, Bill Rogers was the 1981 Open champion and won seven worldwide events that year, vaulted to number one, was the player of the year, and he is going to join us when we return right here on the Hazel Rocket on ESPN Radio 103.3 on your FM dial. The Hazel Rocket on ESPN Radio with PGA Tour winner Joel Edwards and his caddy Brady Tinker on 103.3 FM ESPN. Good Sunday morning and welcome back to your Sunday morning golf show, The Hazel Rocket. Brady Tinker caddying for 16-year PGA Tour veteran Bill Rogers. Uh, waiting, or, or Joel Edwards, excuse me. That's waiting, all right, we get, we get mixed up a lot. Waiting we on really uh, Bill Rogers. Why? 
Well, because you you said when you you guys were both younger that you looked kind of alike. No, he looks like me. Everybody said I look like him, but I think he looks like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure my, right. my name for the officials on the tour was Little Buck. Little Buck, and I'm a foot taller than Bill, but um, yeah, he was Buck, and I was Little Buck. Okay, well, I believe you. Uh, his nickname on the tour also was the Panther. We'll mm-hmm. get that story as well. Waiting for Bill to call us, uh, and while we wait, a uh, little background on. From me and from Joel on who Bill Rogers is, the guy you're going to be listening to if you're not in our age bracket and don't remember the 70s and the 80s and and Bill Rogers' really good run to number one. Uh, In 1981, he won four of his six PGA events. Mm -hmm. Uh, He won the Open. Yep. Yep. And he won three other tournaments. So seven total tournaments, vaulted to number one. Uh, was the best player in the world, and nobody was surprised that he was winning. Mm-hmm. And finished second in the U.S. Open next year. Uh, well, the, before the, winning the British Open mm-hmm. too, and then second again the next year. And to then Tom all Watson. of a sudden, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, golf wasn't fun for him. He all of a sudden missed his family. See you later. Yeah, he hated being on airplanes and being in hotels and not being around his family. Had a couple of kids in a two-year, two or three-year mm-hmm. period, and all of a sudden just wanted to be home. And from the best player in the world in 1981, certainly one of them in 82 and 83, by 80, late 87, he didn't want to play anymore. Mm-mm. Have you seen that type of thing? Or have you seen sure. people through the years that you thought this guy, not necessarily with his game, but with where his head's at, is, yeah. isn't going to make it? No. Well, you don't know. I mean, certain – I mean – because it's not fair to I don't I don't mean no. to say he didn't make it. He made it. Oh, he was the best player in the world. He made yeah, it. He, he went to the it. top of the peak and planted his damn flag. Right. So I'm not in, insinuating that. But but he yeah. wasn't very happy apparently. Well, I mean, golf's hard. Um, well, and winning's hard. Winning's very hard. I I think I think some you know the road gets old. It's old. You're looking at a hotel. You're looking at restaurants. You just you want some familiarity. You just want. I understand that. Believe me. Especially as I become older. You know, I want to feel that. I want to feel home. Well, I mean, I read quotes from him that he said in like 80, 85, 86, he said, I would be walking down a fairway, sort of unaware of even where I stood in the tournament, thinking to myself, I'd rather be selling cars or flipping burgers than hitting this next shot. That was a quote from him. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say I've done that, but not selling burgers or flipping burgers. Um, You don't eat meat? Oh, I love me, oh, but I'm right. just saying. I, I, I selling cars. I've thought about because I Frank Parr and I were such good buddies. There you go. You know, so I figured I'd get one, and then you know, I don't know. Selling no flipping burgers. It's matter with flipping burgers. There's not a dead gum. You don't thing like the grease? No, because see, the You're thing is, to eat too the, much of the product. The thing is, and we'll ask Bill this too. Flipping burgers has a reflection on your hand flipping in the golf swing, and I don't want nothing to do with it. Literally, that's what you were thinking. I'm not flipping burgers because it might mess up my golf swing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Listen, I play golf with you at least once a week. Uh-huh. It looks the damn same every time. It's not even any fun to watch. A four-yard draw mm-hmm. somewhere around the flag, and you either make or don't make the putt. Yeah. I, I can't imagine working at Wendy's or McDonald's or some unique burger place is going to mess up your golf swing. Oh, I'm being facetious. I, I'm being. Look that up. Look that up. How do you spell it? Uh, F A C. E T I O U S. Don't ask me to spell somebody something. Somebody check. I'm good at it. There's two people behind the glass just shaking their head. They don't think that's right. That's right. I know it is. Really? Yeah. Why do you know that? Because I can spell anything. Were you a good student? I can't yes. spell facetious. That's, that's, were you a good student? Yes. Oh, you were. 
Uh, no, but I can spell. Okay. I'm a walking spell check. Joel, we now we know this. 16 years on the PGA Tour, Joel can hit a golf ball. Jake just said I got it right. He got it right. Unbelievable. Can hit a golf ball and can spell. I can spell. So when you tune into us on Sunday mornings, if you want to know about the golf swing, call 877-787-1033. Uh-huh. And if you want to spell golf If you want swing, to spell something, you. you can hit spell check if you want, or you can call in again and talk to Joel. Ask Edwards. me if that's right. Joel at the Hazel Rocket. Ask me if that's spelled right. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I can't believe you Idiot. A T. There's a T huh. in facetious. We'd have been here all day for me to put a T in facetious. Goodness gracious! How hard is that? Waiting. It's hard waiting on Bill anything, Rogers. The anything 19, with shush is not, probably with a T. All right, waiting on Bill Rogers, the '81 Open champion and uh, seven-time worldwide winner. Uh, Bill uh, went to University of Houston. Yeah, played golf with Kent Crenshaw. That was it. He was Crenshaw was at Texas, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm, no. Okay, so he played golf with Litsky. A leaky, yeah, right. Yes, Litsky, and they yeah. and they were John, I think John Mahaffey maybe a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure. Okay. Mahaffey might have been left. Ed Fiore, I think, played on that team. If you look no, at Ed Fiore if went you look to at Houston old video too. of Bill Rogers winning the open with the uh, very uh, dry look look, hair parted and pulled to the side. It was very Crenshaw. Yeah. They they looked alike. Maybe that was just the seventies and the early eighties haircut. I'm not sure. I think they had hair. Lots of hair. They still do, too. Yeah. They all they look Don't good. be mad at them. I'm not mad at him. Bruce Litsky, friend uh, of yours and very close friend of Bill Rogers and Ben Crenshaw, recently um, revealed he has a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a golf ball size, oddly enough, uh, tumor cut out of his head. And he is functioning and doing okay. I don't think the, the prognosis is great. Um, mm-hmm. But Bruce Litsky was, I remember watching a, uh, a clinic that Bruce Litsky gave. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I hear people say all the time, I got this slice. Every time I hit a drive, I hit a slice. And he's like, that's not the bad news. If every time you swing the golf club, the same thing happens over and over again, aim a little left and go down there and figure out how to make a par. That's what he did. He made a lot of money. He hit a lot of of little beautiful fades, didn't he? Yeah, I've got a funny story about that, too. Well, go ahead. I was playing with Leakey one time in the Hawaiian Open. I was a rookie. And I was playing on the leaky, by the way, Bruce Lisky. For those of you who are younger than us, because he hits a fade, so yeah, he sure. leaks to the right. Okay. Makes perfect sense. And um, I was playing with him and Larry Mize, and we're in Hawaii, and the wind's blowing right to left on 14. So if you guys remember the 14th hole at Wildlife, because you watch it on TV every year, it's right no one to remembers. left. Just keep going. Yeah, they do. And right to left, it's blowing about 30, and um, it's only like a 380 yard hole, but you could turn it over, and get it within. 20 yards i mean trundling down a big hill one of those no it's dead flat oh okay and uh so i get up there and hit a driver i'm a rookie so i'm cool you know i get up there and hit a driver and a little rope hook down there and i got about 30 40 yards from the green perfect and um so larry mice gets up there and hits this beautiful little draw out there about 30 40 yards from the green and leaky gets up there with a three wood aims it out of bounds left and slices it back in the middle of the fairway against that wind and I'm going, what's this guy? What? And I'm sitting there Which going, part bothered you? The fact that he sliced it against the wind or the fact that he aimed it out of bounds when he began? Which, yeah. part, which part was the But I played with him before, but yeah, I'm you said, watching, yeah, this, which... watching this slice against the wind, and I'm going, what is he doing? Well, normally, too, guys who slice like you're describing don't hit it very far. Leaky is it long. So he hits his slice from the middle of the club. It's long. Okay. And he hits his three-wood out there, and he's got like seven iron to this green. I'm 100 yards in front of him. He hits seven there and cuts it against the wind a foot. 
makes birdie. Well, Larry Mize and I both missed the green from 40 yards because it's straight downwind. <laughs> you, you, well, you've once told me if I yeah. have 40 yards, I hit a bad shot because you mean, like it to be 100. But, I mean, I, I'm young and stupid. I didn't know. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. The pin was tucked behind a bunker. And Larry Mize, who just won the Masters, I'm thinking, well, you know, thank goodness he gets to hit first because I can watch how he does. I know he's going to do it good. And he knocked it over the green. So then I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? And I knocked mine over the green, too. And Leaky made birdie. And. I made bogey and Larry made par. Well, see what is it, what Trevino said about a, a slice or a fade. He's like, you can talk to a fade, but a hook won't listen. That's right. right. A draw will, but a hook won't listen. It's amazing. You know? Is it? Yeah. It's really Most cool. people who hit fade or slice don't like it. Nin- 90, what? 94% of the listening public who can't get enough of the hosel rocket from 8 to 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sundays mm-hmm. hits fade and wishes they didn't. Right. You play with me. Mm-hmm. I try and hit four-yard draw. Most of the time I hit four-yard fade. I'm never quite pleased. Mm-hmm. Well. So shut up and hit your fade? No, no. I mean, well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you got, I call it an educated ball. You you guys have been around me, and I hit, you know, I listen to some guy, that play a guy, and he hits a big slice. It's educated. Mm-hmm. It knows it's going to slice every time. It's educated. It knows it's going to do it. Well, what the heck? Why not? But if it hooks every time, I guarantee that person's going to have a little more trouble than the guy that hits the cut all the time. Because the hook will go up. I mean, so will the slice, but it won't slice as much. Well, the big difference here for guys who really struggle, too, is a fade and a slice are not the same thing. As a draw and a hook are not the same thing. No. I mean, even as a college golfer, I played big old hook. Yeah. And we got to some tournaments hitting out of these shoots on these tees, and I was like, I'm going to need a chainsaw first because my hook starts... You hear, About 30 yards right of the world as yeah. soon as it comes off the club. You hear this. Whoosh, yeah. You know, yes. right away. exactly right. Yeah. You know, I don't exactly right. oh, understand. I had to hit sand wedge out of some of those shoots on par four just because yeah. I was just going to miss the trees. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And you know, hopefully the tree would, you know, the ball would go over the tree. So I've. But I've, technology has fixed a lot of this, right? It is much harder. Ooh, since we're since we're all over the place waiting for 81 uh, open champ well, bill rogers to call something's going on it's all right okay that's fine i'm yeah. not i'm not mad this is a fun discussion since we're all over the place um well you are i am i'm leading this show and it's a s show and it's just bouncing all over the place but hopefully it's uh, somewhat entertaining and fun for the people who are listening we appreciate you listening right here on espn radio 103.3 on your fm dial if if you are a big slicer or big hooker of the golf ball mm. and you play a cheap golf ball <laughs> are you better served because we always sit here and yes. say yes you are with the pro v1 or a lot of the balls that are the, the the tour balls that are out there you can't make it move right to left or left to right as much they just won't no, do they, they won't, won't do curve right so even though you might shoot 95 and you hit big slice or big hook you would be improved virtually immediately by right. playing a better ball sure okay absolutely 100 percent because you'll hear most bad golfers say, I got no business playing a better ball. They're yeah, $3.67 a piece, yeah. and but I'm going to lose nine of them. That's true. And you would save the money by coming to see me or see another Ooh, PGA professional. Joel at the HozelRocket.com. H-O-Z-E-L. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying it's true. So, when you get out there and if you're playing a golf ball that is no names. Uh, ooh, that sounded good, didn't it? Um <laughs> Anyway, not your typical, I'm not going to name any names. You're not your typical uh, commercial that's on commercials kind of golf ball. That ball is is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And I, I will agree that if you're just going out and playing once a week or once a month and you're 
slicing it all place, there's no reason for you. But if you're playing a lot, you might as well play a good golf ball because you're spending money anyway to play. And I think it'd be a good idea to invest some some good golf balls that will kind of react a little differently than the other Yeah, ones. and the great news is so many people play, I'll say it, the Pro V1, sure. that when you go looking for the ball that you sliced into the woods, there's a decent chance you're going to find one of them anyway. Yeah, I know, yeah. So start playing it. Yeah. Start playing it. If you really care and want to score better and you hit a big slice or a big hook, yeah. it won't hook or slice as much. No. Yes? Have you heard it uh, since we're all over the place? And yeah. I, got, I got a story in my head. You know yeah. how these squirrel things happen? Yeah. I got time for it? No. Uh, we'll do it when we come back. Let's let's go to story time with Uncle Joel when we oh. come back. And oh. if Bill Rogers does call, he can talk to us. Eighty-one U.S. He will uh, jump in. So we got from yeah. crappy to happy. Uh, bunker lies that are buried and the different ways there are to play them, including don't forget you got to quit on it. That's already been told to me. Uh, and a John Deere classic story. John Deere. I didn't really realize this. Lines up about a hundred tractors, tractors and caterpillars and whatever else, and mm. lets the PGA guys drive them all over that town and dig up stuff and knock it over. When we come back to yeah. the Hazel Rocket right here on ESPN Radio 103.3 on your FM dial. You're listening to the Hazel Rocket on ESPN Radio where we make the crappy part of your golf game the happy part on 103.3 FM ESPN. And welcome back, golf fans and golfers and bad golfers and good golfers. You're listening to the Hazel Rocket right here on ESPN Radio 103.3 on your FM dial. A wonderful Sunday morning here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Going to be a little hot, uh, some humidity in the air. Going to feel like 100 out there, so make sure you hydrate. Uh, but go play golf. Go that have a great drink time. Something. Yeah, drink some water something, not Dr. Pepper. Joel Edwards will drink a Dr. Pepper. The guy Pepper we're talking to in a second drinks Dr. Pepper. Yes, uh, we are thrilled, we are. Uh, yeah. to, thrilled to have Bill Rogers, the 1981 Open champion. Uh, Bill won seven times uh, across the world in 1981. Four PGA Tour wins and was the number one ranked player of the world, player of the year in 1981. Mm-hmm. And we are thrilled. Bill, thank you very much for calling us this morning. How are you? Well, wonderful. Sorry, I'm a little late to the tea time here, but uh, glad to be with you and Joel. And it, it, did I hear Hazel Rocket? That's yeah, your, I know. That's your, oh, I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's a Z, too. So we, we can't uh, have a copyright infringement on Hazel somebody. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of a show, as you figured out by now, especially with me. You'd know that. So. Well, Joe, Joel teed me up early. He 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 told me beware, but I, it's good. I'm uh, very happy to be with you, and thanks for having me. Oh, Joel, thank you, thank you very you much. Again. Thanks, uh, thanks, Bill. I appreciate you. Take us on. back to the '81 Open Championship. Yes, it was, please. It was no surprise to anyone that you won this golf tournament. You were playing well, I don't, fantastic I don't, golf. Yeah, I uh, it had a good uh, few months leading up to it. I'd finished second to David Graham at the U.S. Open a month earlier at uh, Marion, and you know, uh, any golfer kind of wants to catch light in a bottle and have a lot of confidence, momentum, and uh, I carried it over and played well. Uh, you know, that week I loved uh, Lynx golf. Uh, you know, I loved to play in the bad elements, you know, wind, rain, that type stuff. So, anyway, it was I was kind of set up and, uh, you know, to uh, at least feel like I had a good chance to play well that week. And every, everything kind of fell into place and uh, kind of was able to get out of my way and just uh, allow, you know, allow myself to win. And uh, it was a good, good, good little moment on the radar screen for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. Uh, do you think playing and growing up in Texas 
helped you a lot there, Bill? I'm not sure I could say that. Uh, you know, I think everybody always assumes that, uh, you know, the wind blows everywhere in Texas all the time, and that's certainly not the case. But, uh, you know, we're exposed to a lot of different conditions, obviously, growing up in Texas. And uh, I don't know that that's advantageous from a professional golfer standpoint. There are plenty of folks from California and Florida and all over the place that play well. But uh, I don't know that it was uh, – you could – point to it as a as a tremendous advantage but you know you look at your 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 professional golfers out of texas throughout the years and you know there have been a been a a a lot of them oh yeah for sure trevino yourself crenshaw kite i just know from the british open part is that uh you know at least where you texture wise we're used to it bouncing all over the place in the summertime and stuff like that so especially growing up and um in uh, texas you just you know the ball i mean not that it went blows every time but i mean it's just fun to bounce the ball in and you're prepared for it when you get over there it doesn't seem dissimilar to you when you get over there well not too much except that uh you know we don't have too much ocean influence uh you corpus know, christi maybe. Length. <laughs> well yeah exactly you you could that'd probably be a good place to prepare but yeah uh, Links yeah. golf is special, and uh, get, again, the elements usually determine, uh, you know, how tough an open championship is going to be or not going to be. Have you, excuse me, uh, Brady, have you spent any time at Burkdale other than playing uh, yeah. it a couple times? So what can we yeah. expect next week? Well, it's a wonderful golf course. Um, you know, it's a, just a great uh, open venue, and it's always produced great champions. Uh, I do remember uh, playing there. It was the only open I played there in 1983, and uh, it was kind of a highlight for me. The first round, I had a, a double eagle on the 17th hole. And, wow. Uh, I, I hit a, a one iron for a second shot, and it probably ran about 100 yards up through the they call them hillocks and mounds and it looked like a putt going up there and went in the hole and people started yelling albatross you made an albatross i did, i had no idea what an albatross was <laughs> yeah i've never seen one yeah yeah that's funny anyway that that's great the forgotten one the, iron yeah, yeah i was not, gonna i was too- gonna explain to people you know Bill, are you know? I mean, the people that listen to this show, they actually have seen a one iron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I carried one for a long like time, a butter and, knife, and I still carry a three. But uh, you know, ones and two irons. You know, kids now look at us now, and they look at. I'm sure they look at your bag and see a three iron. And they go, "What the heck is that?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, one iron uh, and even a three iron. They're yeah. good fire pokers. That's that's the best they can uh, serve. The, you know, fire yeah. pokers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So I want to ask you a question uh, real quick. Uh, it's kind of on a personal note, but how's Leakey? I mean, this, which is Bruce Litsky. I haven't talked to him, yeah. and I know you have. So I was just curious on if you could fill us in on how he's doing. I will. He's doing well. I tell you, every time I talk to him, which is pretty pretty often, I talk to him two or three times a week, and he's just doing great. He, uh, uh, you know, went through his uh, – brain surgery very well and then the follow-up regimen of chemo radiation he just handled that great he's uh now in a uh a month off from all of that and they do an evaluation in a week or so and to see what the uh the next course of action is but he is he and his wife and uh just all all 
concerned have, uh, you know, embraced this. And he's just walked through it beautifully to this point, Uh, you know, just has a strong faith. And and that's uh, been a a pillar in his, you know, embracing this challenge. And he's he's just doing great. I'm encouraged every time I talk to him. I mean, it's like nothing's ever happened. So uh, Typical leaky. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, he just – he just keeps plodding along, and uh, he's content. He's always been con- uh, a man content in his own skin, and he doesn't. Uh, he he just understood the challenge, and they embraced it, and he's underway. And we're just uh, praying for the best. Absolutely, uh, Bill. Speaking of content, how are you? How's how's your life? How are you enjoying your life? Are you playing much golf? Well, thanks for asking. Not yeah. a whole lot, really. Yeah. I, I I I play when I want to play, which is. Uh, I think the best it can be, and and I heck, I'm a uh, grandfather of two, and that's just the sweetest uh, thing a person could experience. Uh, I had a daughter get married a couple months ago, and we're in a good season life. And I would tell you, we you know, not that we don't have the same challenges most folks, but we, uh, you know, we're we're plodding along, doing well, and uh, it's good. It's a good time of life. Are you still coaching the kids? I'm not. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, away from there about three years, okay. and uh, you know, just just. Uh, I, uh, but I would comment that was a that was a great great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. I look forward to uh, doing that myself someday. I get you know, I get to teach golf now, so that's kind of fun. Uh, it's always yeah, been fun you, for me. I think we all that have had some good fortune in the game like to yeah. give back when possible and that's that's a good spot to do it you remember uh, anything that uh, our listeners need to know about uh joel edwards the man or or his oh, game oh, uh, i play a lot of golf with him now uh, late in the afternoons on thursday and it's uh it's not that much fun for me to watch it's a three yard draw uh it bounces somewhere up by the flag he either makes the putt or he doesn't uh, every yeah. once in a while he hits a bad shot and then he recovers most of the time. So uh, I don't know if that's any different from when, uh, when, when you guys were playing practice rounds, but uh, tell me about your days with Joel. Well, the cat can play. I know that. And, uh, you know, I always, uh, I, I frankly, you know, I was kind of leaving the scene yeah, when he Joel was... was coming on. And uh, unfortunately we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time together, but, you know, I knew plenty of folks that, uh, <clears throat> you know, told me that he was a great talent and uh you know just a a, a a great great guy high character type guy and uh you know anybody who has a love and passion for dr pepper is, <laughs> see uh, <laughs> no i'm telling you yeah we're, it's... We're, uh, we speak the same language oh yeah joel yeah. edwards is top drawer and uh you know i know uh gosh i he was uh uh you know had had a little time there and i hope maybe uh is still got some time out there with the with the old set the the champions yeah i hope so be able to get get a little bit more of that if if he so desires but uh you're in good company there i can tell you that well it has been it's been a real pleasure getting to know him Um, hey bill he's uh, he's a nice man he's nice to my kids uh there's not too much else that matters and uh boy he has a a penchant for teaching people and helping people very quickly with their golf swing well, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Hey, Bill, I was going to tell these people that, it, you know, I remember the old story about, uh, you know, my coach, Herb, Herb Farrell, who who loved you and uh, introduced yeah. us when I was a I was a young kid and you were 
I think you were probably this probably at the same time you were in 81, 82. That's when I first met or 80, I think. And of course the old adage was that, uh, I look like you and I always said, you look like me. And, uh, you know, and now we then, haven't uh, met Bill. I, I've seen plenty of pictures on you uh, on the television and online. You're a relatively, uh, well, you're a very handsome man. Well, and that I, makes me handsome. I don't you put Joel that. in that same category. So I, I'm thinking that Joel may have made all this no, up. No, 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 no. Ask the officials. So the oh. officials started this. The official Herb started it. And then the officials, when I got on tour, called me Little Buck. Little Buck. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know, and I hated it. Because, I hated it because I'm a foot taller than Bill. So. <laughs> You know, so if anybody's little buck, it's, it's buck. So, there but anyway, so, the you know, I just remember that. And I just remember Herb just loving you and saying, you got to meet yeah. this guy. You remind me so much of him. And then when I saw you play, I was hoping I could do that. So I thank you very much in calling and being a friend to me and answering. And I just, I can't thank you enough, Bill. Oh, golly, Joe. I, uh, Herb Farrell, you talking about a flood of great memories. He was, uh, he was one My of coach. the pillars of college golf i mean yeah. you know the coaching coaching and uh i just think of him as with fond memories but uh yeah i'd remember uh, hearing people mention that uh you, you and i kind of resembled one another <clears throat> we were all hopeful to you know be more resembling of crenshaw and oh, no kidding you know? yeah <laughs> oh no kidding oh for crying out loud well, thanks. Long hair deal. Yeah, I know. Well, I, yeah, oh, right. yeah. That long, dry look look. Sure, you guys are yeah. handsome as hell. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, I still am. Bill, thank you very much for uh, taking the time and picking up the phone and calling us. Uh, it's a it's a big boost to our show here. Yes, at the, thank at you, the Bill. Hazel Rock. And I know you'll be listening yeah. from this point on. Absolutely. I will dial you in every every Sunday. But you, thanks for having me and all the best. And, Joel, thank you for the invite. Y'all uh, y'all carry on and stay the course. We thanks, will do Bill. It. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Bill Rogers, 1981 Open champion and a friend of Joel Edwards. And um, Bill looks a lot like uh, Joel Edwards. Good for him. It's the other way around. Lucky him. That's what I said. Bill looks like Joel oh, Edwards. Oh, good, good. I good, got good, it right. Good, good. You, you see that? Good. You just... All right, uh, a quick from crappy to happy. We've got two and a half minutes left. People, We teased that we were going to do buried bunker lies. Mm -hmm. uh, my whole life as a kid growing up, if it was buried, mm -hmm. no matter how much of it I could see or couldn't see, I was putting it way back in my stance, mm -hmm. shutting the face way, way down, and mm -hmm. hitting almost straight down on it about an inch behind the ball. And it would generally, with a 56-degree, 58-degree club, pop straight up in the air and have some roll on it yes. if things went well. That's the only way I knew how to play a, a buried lie. Mm -hmm educate people who it's make true that's a good day. that's a good way to do it okay. i just don't want it that far back okay i want it right in the middle of your stance oh, okay you don't you, the thing is you try to get some loft on the club anyway but it depends on the lie in the bunker you were talking about a kind of a fried egg lie yes Those i had, are much I had that yeah. thursday afternoon where i it was sort of maybe a quarter mm. buried yeah those but are i had harder. sort of a fried egg around yeah. it and i tried right. an open face and i bounced it through yeah, the fried egg part and it sculled it over the green and if, if the sand is wet it's a much easier yes. shot much easier shot and as a matter of fact i prefer wet sand oh, all the sure. time oh yeah right because it's it's tighter firmer why do you think you see these tour players on hard real tight bunker shots these great shots yes. they love it when it's fluffy they don't like it and because they can spin it and uh, you can spin it off the fluffy stuff too but i call it sugar sand it's just i prefer it wet or packed because mm -hmm. first of all you don't get very many buried lies and if um if you if you're on a course with a lot of buried lies there's probably a lot of sand in the bunkers right and which is just harder for everyone it's right? harder Even for everyone it's harder to maintain it's just it's just hard it's just it's a mistake it's not supposed to be there 
All right, so what do they do? Oh, you, I they, forgot. First yeah. of all, buried, Squirrel. buried lies, um, and let's say buried lie with a lot of sand. Let's try that one. A lot of sand. You're going to have to do exactly what you said. The ball's going to – you never do this with an open face. You always do this with a slightly shut face. You let the toe go into the ground So not first. square, no, literally, literally shut. Literally shut. All right. So you're hitting – yeah, you're hitting it an inch or two behind the ball, but you're hitting it the toe into the ground first because okay. when that toe goes into the ground, it's going to act like a hoe. That sounded funny. Anyway, it's no, going to end like, right. you know, the hoe. Picture a hoe, a, yes. a tool. Mm -hmm. And it's going to dig and it's going to open. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to open and pull the ball out. Okay. But you do not finish like a full swing. You finish maybe at your knees or yes, maybe that just was a little the tease. Past. You got to quit on it. You got to quit. I on made it. the reference to that. You got to right. explain that. Well, when you take a take a swing, you don't follow through maybe past your left knee at the most. Okay. You so almost, the onus is on pace right absolutely. coming into the ball. You want all your maximum speed right at the ball, and then it's basically stopping because it's an explosion shot. You're trying to create the sand to get the ball out. The club is really you know, going to dig into the sand. The sand is going to push the ball out, which is every There is shot. no time when you have a buried or semi-buried bunker shot where you play it with an open face like a normal bunker shot. Uh, on, on a buried shot? Yes. Never. 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 Which was part of my problem the other yeah. day. Unless it's straight uphill and it's a short pin. If it's straight uphill and a short pin and it's buried, maybe a little, but it's not going to be wide open unless you're really, really, really strong. But if it's if it's on, a, on an uphill, no, you don't want that thing For the closed. most part. Turn, it's going to open anyway. Turn it closed, turn the toe down, let the toe dig it the out like a hoe. Like a hoe. Bill Rogers was a great part of this show. 81 Open champion. Joel Edwards, our guy, 16-year PGA Tour veteran. And we appreciate you listening to Hauser Rocket every Sunday morning right mm -hmm. here. We'll be back next week from 8 to 9 a.m. John Daly, the maybe. scheduled guest. John's a big maybe. But also a friend of the show. The Hazel Rocket appreciates you very much. We'll be back here 8 to 9 a.m. next Sunday morning right here on ESPN Radio 103.3 on your FM dial.